0: The plot thickens. Tennessee and Virginia Attorney General's joint lawsuit against the NCAA. The NCAA is going to be toast by the end of this. More on your Thursday, Locked On Balls.
1: You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Good Thursday morning, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Vols. I am your host Eric Kane. Appreciate you guys for being here, making Locked On Vols your first listen wherever you get your podcast. You can download it for free, and of course, subscribe and watch on YouTube as well. Shout out to Everydayers for making the show what it is, and uh, we're we'll continue to discuss the latest developments and the report from Sports Illustrated that Tennessee is under further NCAA investigation into name, image, and likeness and recruiting. Got a fun field show to get into today. I'm going to give you the latest developments and how Tennessee continues to gain support in this realm here in segment one plus. We're from Andy Staples from his show. A little uh, cut up I made uh, about uh, his stance on the Tennessee saga. Trey Wallace of Outkick.com will join the show in segment two and Adam Sparks of Knox News in segment number three. Big shout out to FanDuel. You can make every moment more at fanduel.com slash locked on to go ahead and get started. FanDuel, it's America's number one sports book. All right, so what has happened since last we spoke? Well, a couple of different things, okay. You had late on a Tuesday evening, you had Tom Mars, who is a very experienced lawyer who has gone head to toe with uh, with the NCAA many, many times. He's a guy, as you'll hear from in a moment from Trey Wallace in segment two, that Tennessee has been very familiar with uh, throughout uh, their dealings between one another, going back, you know, nearly a decade, probably plus. And that's Tom Mars, and he is representing uh, Spire Sports Group, the collective volunteer club, and he put out a statement on Tuesday evening uh, kind of on his behalf of Spire Sports, and that statement said, quote, in early 2022, independent of the University of Tennessee or anyone associated with its athletics program, Spire Sports entered into a mutual beneficial contractual relationship with Nico Iamaliava that involved a limited assignment of its NIL rights, no matter which school he chose to attend. Such representation agreements have become increasingly common. The parties agreed that their contractual rights and obligations would be governed by California law, which freely allows prospective college athletes to enter into such agreements. Uh, Sidebar again. That's something in the last couple years that's becoming more and more relevant. It's it's legal in the state of Tennessee now for high school athletes to engage in name, image, and likeness. California was one of the first states that allowed that, and you're seeing that more and more all over the country. So he's right; it's becoming more and more uh, relevant in the college realm today. Back to the statement: "Quote the commercial reasonableness of the agreement between Spire and Nico was evidenced by." a recitation that Spire anticipated Nico would eventually be drafted by an NFL team. The agreement also specifically acknowledged the restrictions prohibiting uh, the use of any school's or team's logo or insignia. The agreement required Spire to protect the value of Nico's NIL rights and specifically stated that nothing in the agreement constitutes any form of an inducement to athletes to enroll at any school and/or join an athletic team. In short, the agreement was fully consent with the, with the then existing NCAA NIL guidelines in quotation marks, and had nothing to do with the recruitment of Nico to the University of Tennessee or any other school. Uh, last paragraph here. Spire Sports and the Vol and the Vol Club currently represent more than a hundred college athletes and are proud to have helped uh, them maximize their value with legal protected name, image, and likeness. So uh, in short here, Tom Mars is the real deal, and he is speaking and representing Spire Sports, uh, which is the agency. Volunteer Club is the collective. It's an umbrella of Spire Sports, but that's important to remember here. The Volunteer Club is the collective. Spire Sports is the agency, and that's pretty much saying when you're seeing the New York Times report that all this is centering around quarterback Nico Iamaliava in a flight on a private jet, um, during the recruitment process this is pretty much saying hey state of california allows high school athletes to profit off the name image of likeness spire sports an agency okay had a client relationship with nico iamaliava and therefore if you know the, the it's essentially no different than your employer paying you to go do a certain job task it's kind of how i would you know me doing this podcast i get compensated to do it there's no difference there so Again, at the time, there there was no regulation in terms of that being an infraction, an, an, infr- an infraction, but with the retroactively trying to go back and punish teams at the NCAA when they announced that in May of 2022, you can see why that is, is kind of a big story. But according to the report from Tom Mars, who the statement that he put out is he will represent Spire Sports Group. It was a client. It was a client relationship, essentially. So that happened on Tuesday. All right. You had uh, Governor Bill Lee, Governor of the State of Tennessee, put out a uh, uh, put out a statement. "Quote: The University of Tennessee has been nothing but forthcoming with the NCAA, and I thank Chancellor Donny Plowman for taking the stand on behalf of all universities and student athletes. It's time for the NCAA to establish clear rules in the interest of the student athletes, rather than try to retroactively enforce ever-changing name, image, and likeness guidance." That was a statement from Governor Bill Lee on Wednesday morning, and you also had. Danny White, oh the, the next big domino that kind of fell there. Um, Marsha Blackburn, the senator who represents Tennessee, she also put out her uh, a tweet, a statement supporting the University of Tennessee. Uh, the big news is from Wednesday that you had the Tennessee Attorney General filing a lawsuit against the NCAA, and you knew that was going to come, right? Not only is Tennessee doing it, but joining up with the Commonwealth of Virginia, and being the state of Virginia, and they are suing the NCAA. And again, we knew this was going to come. This is a quote from a joint statement from uh, the, uh, the 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 Attorney General of Tennessee and Virginia. Quote: The State of Tennessee and the Commonwealth of Virginia. Bring the antitrust case against the National Collegiate Athletic Association. The Nisavale has started enforcing rules that unfairly restrict how athletes can commercially use their name image and likeness, better known as NIL, at a critical juncture in the recruiting calendar. These anti-competitive restrictions violate the Sherman Act, harm the states and the welfare of their athletes, and should be declared unlawful and enjoined. Again, that was the, uh, that was uh, what was filed from the tennessee and virginia attorney general so we knew that was going to happen florida should be next because the university of florida is under current investigation florida state's already reached a settlement miami's being poked around a little bit how many other states are going to file um lawsuits from their attorney generals um i think this could be just the tip of the iceberg danny white came out and, and thanked um you know that for happening on wednesday danny white tennessee's athletic director he came out, he quote tweeted the uh, the tweet that the Tennessee Attorney General put out there. He said, I appreciate the action of Tennessee AG Attorney General Jonathan Scrametti for standing up for the right of student-athletes. At Tennessee, we're always going to work to support our student-athletes' rights and give them the tools needed to succeed on and off the field. That is what strong leadership looks like. So again, you're getting... <laughs> A statement put out by Tom Mars, who's very well known in the legal world, representing Spire Sports Group. Governor Bill Lee chimes in on it. Marsha Blackburn, a senator, chimes in on it. You got the attorney general for Tennessee and Virginia jointly suing the NCAA. Danny White speaking out on on top of that. Tennessee continues to gain support and gain support and gain support after the uh, the, the reported um, and it's not, it's confirmed. It's not just reported anymore. It's confirmed that the NCAA is is opening an investigation on Tennessee. Uh, before we get into Trey Wallace of Outkick.com, I want to play a short clip. This is from Andy Staples on three, the Andy Staples show
2: on how this is bad news for the NCAA. Give this a listen. This is bad for the NCAA. And I, I get it. I understand why the enforcement staff is trying to do this. They have to justify their existence and their paycheck somehow, because if you, follow the letter of a lot of the state NIL laws, there's no reason for them to exist. So their paychecks go poof. So they got to try something, but this isn't going to work because what you're going to have is some of the more powerful schools fighting back. And if enough schools fight back and if enough schools feel like they're being targeted, they're going to just go in and say, we're the members here. We're going to change the rules and we might change the rules to make you go away. So, They've got to be pretty careful here. One more thing from Dondi Plowman. It is intellectually dishonest for the NCAA staff to issue guidelines that say a third-party collective or business may meet with prospective student-athletes, discuss NIL, even enter into a contract with prospective student-athletes, but at the same time say that the collective may not engage in conversations that would be of a recruiting nature. Any discussion about NIL might factor into a prospective student-athlete's decision to attend an institution. This creates an inherently unworkable situation and everyone knows it. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is what I said where these rules can't actually exist with the current state laws and the current environment. They cannot exist. Because you can't say that you can't use NIL to attract a, a, an athlete to pick a particular school because how else are you going to use it? How else is it gonna work? These guys have value. We, we had On3, We have a whole ranking that determines how valuable they are to schools, not just our NIL value, but our recruiting rankings. There's clearly a market for it, and there's nothing the NCAA can do about that. They can wish it was five years ago again, but it's not going to happen. That's never coming back. And so what you saw from Tennessee, I think, is an opening salvo. If the NCAA is going to keep going after schools for NIL violations – It's just going to get attacked by the schools themselves. And by the way, the schools are their members. So this is where if you piss off enough of them, again, they can turn around and legislate you out of existence. So you got to be pretty careful here if you're the NCAA. I think this Tennessee thing might just be the tip of the iceberg.
0: Tip of the iceberg and uh you know we, we kind of mentioned that on yesterday's show a little bit here today that's andy staples andy staples show on three a video courtesy of uh, all those guys and some good stuff there we'll hear more from andy staples as the week goes on um want to get into a couple of interviews that i had a pre-recorded uh what does this mean in the grand scheme of things but what does this mean specifically for tennessee in the now we're going to talk with trey wallace and adam sparks uh when we come back so just hang on tight we got a fun field locked on Right here on a Thursday. Stay tuned. Happy Super Bowl week to all who celebrate from FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday, not only are you getting to watch a good football game, the biggest event of the year. You got football fans, you got non-football fans, you got Taylor Swift fans. Everybody's gonna come together and watch that game, watch the show, eat some good food, drink some beer, and if you're like me, hopefully we're gonna be of we're gonna be putting some coin in our pocket, finishing off the football season with a W. All right. You've got um so many different ways you can bet on Super Bowl 58 but at FanDuel also has bets for which player will score the first touchdown how many points will be scored uh first quarter spread you got uh, individual prop bets on uh length of the national anthem coin toss heads or tails what color Gatorade is going to be thrown on that's gonna be doused on the winning coach all that and more is over at FanDuel Sportsbook. You can get in on all that action today as well. If you're a new customer, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet is $5 or more. Wins. Visit fanduelcom on to sign up. fanduelcom on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It's official sports uh, sportsbook partner of the NFL. We got more to come. Trey Wallace of Outkick.com will join us when we return. It was tuesday little afternoon i guess and uh sports illustrated kind of broke the news that you know ncaa is investigating into tennessee again a couple hours later dante plowman you know fires back it's all about name image of likeness since then you've had uh you've had the attorney generals you know for virginia and for tennessee jointly filing a lawsuit you've got senators speaking out governors speaking out what do you make of all this man um it's it's a pretty big deal
3: you know i i when so I think we had all kind of heard that the NCAA was kind of snooping around a little bit, asking yeah. about in a, not not just at Tennessee, but at other schools as well. Florida, we already know, Florida State. There's other schools out there that are being investigated right now. Um, but when it came to Tennessee and it came to, I think, the timeline of everything, like you kind of said, when it, when it started with, okay, I think the NCAA was putting it out through their own sources in their own way. Okay, here's how we can get this story out there. Let's see how Tennessee responds. And the fact that Tennessee had a statement ready to go, and a long statement, ready to go the day that they actually met with the enforcement staff, I think that says a lot. I think Tennessee knew going in, okay, this is what they're alleging that we did. So how can we get out in front of this? You know, it's almost like a PR battle. And, and what we saw out of Tennessee was Donnie Plowman going going earth and then it's like in this in this lawsuit that came out it, it's been I've been working on this for over a month so it, it's it's I know it's new to the public not new to some of the folks behind the scenes and putting this together even Tennessee's legal counsel you know the uh, the the state attorney generals is taking advice and the legal counsel and so forth so I I, I look at it as a, a huge Day for college athletics, period. It's not just college football we're talking about. We're talking, you know, basketball, baseball, women's basketball, track and field, you name it. So the fact that we got to this point and the fact that it's the college athletics world is rallying behind Tennessee, which is crazy to even think of, I think that goes to show you how big a deal this really is. And, um, you know, they what well, they, they want the TRO enacted temporary temporary restraining or enacted the day before signing day in february so this is all coming very very quick and i expect something to happen within the next two weeks regarding this
0: yeah i was gonna say i mean it's you know tennessee still at the time of this recording does not have a notice of allegations that would kind of be the next thing to see correct you know which infractions how many level one level two and all that you know tennessee's done the song and dance before and i think everybody listening and watching this podcast here the show would agree that it's really neat to see um the combined efforts and and combating that PR war that you're kind of talking about. But I think everybody's more concerned and hey Trey, what's this mean for Tennessee right now? Uh this could drag out. This could be a big thing for college football, but what does this mean for Nico Yamalayava and Tennessee in 2024?
3: I think this means that there's going to be some scrutiny surrounding the Tennessee football program uh in the athletic department. Um, you know the the yes the lawsuit helps in a sense of, of public relations it helped you know but but they've still got moves to make with the lawsuit for the time being i don't think the reporting is stopping when it comes to tennessee and what the nc is alleging that they did um uh, the next step you you talked about it notice of allegations is the next step they have an informal notice of inquiry you know Tennessee does right now, um, which which lays out everything. And if you went back and you looked at Dondi Plowman's statement, you read it, she was telling you, or their legal counsel, whoever, they were telling you what the NCAA is alleging Tennessee did. You just had to read between the lines a little bit. Yeah. And, and so she figured out a way around it, which was smart. She laid out what the NCAA is saying. So I think the enforcement staff, um, is going to continue coming after Tennessee. Um, I would expect now that, that Tennessee—I don't—I don't know if "embarrass" is the right word. The NCAA, but clap back at them. I would expect the NCAA to move pretty quick uh, when it comes to a notice of allegations in regard to this. Again, this is not new for the folks on campus at Tennessee. They have been interviewing players. The NCAA has for months now, and we're not just talking about football either. Um, So I I look at it overall and I think, okay, what's the end game? The end game to me is the NCAA is going to try to get their flesh, but can they get their flesh before a court rules on this case? And also at the same time, is it going to be three months down the road, Eric, where we're sitting here trying to figure out, okay, what's the NCAA going to do? Well, wait a minute. We've got this over here, this court ruling. And now you got the NCAA on this side. It's just going to be a battle, man. And and I think a lot of folks are prepared for it. And, and I would expect other schools in other states, maybe other states is the right way to put it, but through other schools to potentially join in on the lawsuit or at the same time file their own lawsuit against the NCAA and this thing just stacks up
0: something you and I spoke about uh you know the day before this recording when we were just chatting you know on the phone um talk about reading between the lines and uh, it certainly looks yeah. like the NCAA one of those infractions is going to be a lack of institutional control Tennessee was able to skirt away from a postseason bowl ban you know this last time and the way Donna Plowman kind of you know put it out there she's like how in the world can you praise us parade us around the country and say that we did everything correctly this is how you should do it but then say Essentially, there's a failure to monitor, a failure to la- lack of institutional control. Can Tennessee get by again unscathed? That that is one of the
3: level one infractions. So that's that's the interesting topic out of all of this. Is yeah, you know what was it six seven months ago? Tennessee officials are in a hotel room, what in Louisville? I think it was I think it was Louisville. I'm, I'm forgetting it right now, but they were sitting there hashing out penalties of what there would be, and they started by the lack of institutional control. Now, is the NCAA, do they want to get embarrassed or have the runaround put on them and Tennessee somehow escapes a lack of institutional control again? I don't think so. I think the NCAA is, is out for blood when it comes to NIL. The problem is I don't know what kind of leg they have to stand on when it comes to different states, different rules, and whatnot. But there could be a problem. I don't know. I've heard of boosters getting in trouble. You have to disassociate with boosters and whatnot. Um, I, I don't know. This might be this probably is the first time that that I've seen the NCAA go after a school for what a collective allegedly did. And that's where this thing to me is very interesting because how are they gonna punish Tennessee for something that they led Spire Sports Group did? And I'm not saying they did or they didn't do anything, but they're putting a third party out there. So mm-hmm. that's the interesting part of this to me. And so the NCAA, if they are throwing lack of institutional control at Dondi Plowman and everybody that was in that, that, that meeting on Monday, you can bet they're going to try to see that through. Now, it all depends on, you know, um, how much more evidence do they need? Do they have mm-hmm. enough already? Uh, can they throw that notice out there, which would be a really quick notice because honestly, this investigation kind of got started about four or five months ago, um, which is not long after they agreed to the penalties <laughs> in the first place. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, it's going to, it, it's going to get very, um, um, wild. I think you're going to see stuff from the NCAA prepare yourself to this page. You're going to see stuff from the NCAA, uh, that either two things, either a, they put out or B, somebody puts out for them and then Tennessee's gonna have to respond. And I think Tennessee being open and willing to respond the way that they did on Monday, I think that they will every step of the way have a response for what's coming or what has already came out.
0: Really race up there from Trey Wallace Outkick.com down in mobile for the senior bowl. I have a couple of other questions that I ask him. Hopefully we'll play it on tomorrow's show. I'm also gonna put this full interview up there on the YouTube channel. So check that out. And uh, hopefully on the audio channels as well but uh really really good stuff there from trey wallace hey when we come back i'm going to talk with adam sparks of knox news get his take on all that and more that's coming up next right here on lockdown balls in in the grand scheme of things uh, kind of what do you make of all this all right i mean it's ncaa has been poking around campus for for a little while um not just with football they've talked to basketball players they've talked to some others as well um SI report came out and 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 kind of broke that news the other day and then Donna Plowman's you know fires back and she you know stood her ground on Wednesday as well and 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 talking with the student newspaper over there and um you've got senators you know speaking out on behalf of Tennessee governors you've got attorneys Tom Mars you know representing Spire Sports group all this is kind of it goes to show you that this has all been ready to roll for quite some time just dotting the T's and crossing the you know dotting the I's and crossing the T's but it's been kind of it's been kind of wild to see all this kind of come together in a span of a little over 24 hours.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think my take is this is this is not nothing. Uh, I think the it, what I got a lot from Tennessee fans was initially was a little bit of panic, um, mostly around Nico um, football. Just just it just quick fears there. And then I think that subsided pretty quickly. And as Tennessee, really, as, as Don D. Plowman's letter came out, I think there was more of a settling down. And a, a lot of Tennessee fans that I talked to late in the afternoon yesterday were kind of like, well, it, this this is okay. It's going to blow over. It looks like Tennessee's got it under control. They're going to take NCAA to court if they need to. So I think I, I've kind of s- experienced uh, different extremes on that. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I don't think Tennessee fans should panic over this. I do think they should be concerned, though, uh, because reading between the lines, I think Tennessee has some reasonable concerns. If Tennessee thought this was a nothing burger, they uh, Donnie Plowman wouldn't have come out so aggressively. Uh, She's trying to nip this thing in the bud. She's trying to get ahead of it. And I think if she just thought this would just come and go and be nothing, uh, I think she would have just she wouldn't have. You know, she wouldn't have gone with the vinegar. She went with honey and the uh with NCAA and the uh Pruitt investigation. She's going with vinegar now or or napalm or gasoline or something. Um, so it's it's you know, let's let's let this play out, I guess is my take. But I, I do think there's at least should be some reasonable concern. And if you stack this on top of the Pruitt stuff completely separate. But Tennessee uh, did avoid the lack of institutional control in that one. When you stack back-to-back cases up, you're always afraid that the second, the first one could hurt you in the second one. Yeah, and,
0: and and that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, the the, the bigger battle, if you will, you know, um, fighting against the NCAA for you know rights of name, image, and likeness, and you know what's unconstitutional, and all that type of stuff. I mean, but really, when you when you channel it in for Tennessee. You read between those lines from what Don Plowman put out the other day. I mean, it sounds like one of those infractions, those level one infractions is going to be a lack of institutional control because she pretty much says, how in the world could you parade us around and say that we're the model citizens and we did it all right? And then less than six months later, say that we, you know, we, we lack that control. And so I, and, and again, I'm not anybody that, you know, is super, super, super in the know on this type of stuff. But I mean, how in the world is Tennessee going to get by twice without a postseason bowl banner or something like that? when it comes to lack of institutional control, that would be where my biggest fear is in this whole thing, uh, more than anything, for the immediate impact and how this affects Tennessee football.
1: Yeah, one thing on Tennessee's side, and we saw this during the Pruitt case, is that the NCAA supposedly is trying to shy away from using postseason bans. Yeah, now, you truthful. can see them making an exception, again, if you're stacking two cases on top of, of, of another right back-to-back like this. Um yeah, I think institutional controls on the table. Otherwise, Dondi wouldn't have mentioned it in in her letter. Um, it's, a, it, it's a concern. That, that That's the one that jumped out to me because that's the only thing that could get you to a postseason ban. I, I wonder in some of this if it seems to me if you look at the Florida State case and the Florida case that's ongoing and now Tennessee, and you've heard as well as I have, there's going to be more after this in the SEC and other Power Five conferences. Like, there's a list of NILs they're going after. I I wonder if the target, rightly or wrongly, is as much the collectives as it is the athletes or the schools. I thought it was – I thought Donnie Plowman sort of threaded a needle pretty well there of standing beside the NIL collective, standing beside Spire, but also having enough distance between – the university and the collective, which which you need, uh, if you're going to make the case that, uh, you know that, that that what goes on between a collective and an athlete is that's their business and it doesn't have to be tied to the university. That's their that's their best approach to this. But yeah, the the lack of institutional control is what you have to be be afraid of. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, and, and again, we the question's been out there: Will there ever be another postseason? You know, ban in any sports from the NCAA. Because they are trying to shy away from that, but when you have t- two lack of institutional controls and, and, and just you know less than a year essentially, um, that makes you wonder. You know, we'll, we'll see kind of how this plays out. You you mentioned it's more or less looking like the is going after the collective, and that and that's how I see this, right? The is going after Spire Sports, okay? And you know, Mike Wilson, I know you both you both you guys have, have written about it over at Knox News. There's a flight that's in question reported on by the New York Times I would assume they got that from the NCAA that's my opinion Um, and and the question is was he essentially you know early in 2022 was he a client of Spire Sports and if he was and Spire paid for the flight then technically that's not breaking the recruiting rules however if you're going to look at it from a retroactive standpoint it gets all kind of fuzzy so it's the NCAA saying going back in May of 2022 saying we're going to go back the last 10 months and we're going to look into All these retroactive, you know, activities, and we're going to pop you for that. That's kind of what Tennessee's fighting right now. It it feels like an uphill battle for the NCAA. It does, but in the same sense, Adam, they got to show that they're still an entity, right? They they got to show that the paychecks are still coming in. I feel like they're going to be taking their losses. They've already taken some losses, but they're going to keep swinging, and that's kind of what this is.
1: They have to justify their existence, and that's what they've been trying to do the last few years. And at this era, I think they could sort of fade back and just let the checks keep coming in, similar to the, how like, the, the NFL commissioner does. I have, I don't have power, but you guys pay me, so I'm going to hang around and not ruffle no. feathers. They could do it that way, or they could flex their muscle and try to get back some of the power that they've lost. They're trying to do the latter with this, and I don't know how that's going to end because Tennessee has a lot of support behind it, that's for sure. You know, It was funny, as, as soon as this went down, I contacted the attorney general, which has now filed a lawsuit, And I I contacted his people and said, hey, you know, this is going on. Any chance you could weigh in? And the response I got was, absolutely, we're ready to go. So, you know, the pieces were in place for sure for this to go. Um, I'll be curious to see how much like that the New York Times article, the flight, and all that associated with Nico, if that's a small part of this or if that's the big part of this. He's obviously he was the poster child of NIL Early on. He got one of those large lucrative deals reportedly. And uh, you know, NCAA is targeting those players and are targeting those recruiting classes. If if you were a high, if you are a high profile part of NIL because your whole recruiting class or a specific athlete, they're going to try to come after you again retroactively. Solid, solid stuff there from Adam Sparks of Knox
0: News, Tennessee beat reporter for Knox News, and of course he's a, an investigative reporter as well. And uh, that was part of the interview with Adam Sparks. I'll put the uh, just like Trey's, I'll put the full interview up there on the youtube channel and hopefully on the audio channels as well all right guys we're again just kind of getting started we're trying to cover uh this ncaa investigation into tennessee from every different angle what this could mean big picture college football in general the the the, uh future of collectives all that and more plus what does this mean for tennessee right now as i asked both those gentlemen there and you heard their responses we'll continue to break it down on friday's show plus any more latest developments that are out there and we will get you set for tennessee and kentucky on saturday a big time basketball game up at Ruff arena appreciate you guys for being here shout out everydayers as always this is Locked on balls